When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily listeners, Purple Daily business owners, Federated is here to help you. Federated just wants to say thanks to all local businesses in and around the state of Minnesota. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily time. Zolgad, Courtney Cronin, and Declan Goff producing as always. And Courtney, let's get to the uh, main topic at hand uh, for episode one on this Friday. And that is the ability now to project Dalvin Cook's contract. I do think that the the deal that Henry did in Tennessee this week, Courtney, um, basically provides, and I don't know if the Vikings are going to take this or not, but an average of $12.5 million per season. I think the contract provides now the template for what the Vikings probably have to do. The question is, are they going to do it when it comes to giving Dalvin Cook a contract extension? Yeah, I mean, it's a good point because the numbers when I, uh, you know, we were talking with uh, Cook's camp back in June when they announced the holdout more than six weeks before training camp, uh, the figure that I was told they would gladly take is around that 13 number. Um, so around basically David Johnson type money. And I think that the Henry contract could be very comparable uh, mm-hmm. to what Dalvin's potential earnings could be. When you look at the type of offenses the Vikings are and the Titans are, um, and kind of what they rely on. I mean, they're both a very old school approach. They want to be good at running the football because they have quarterback play that can be a little suspect at times. Um, and I do think, I know that we've talked about Ryan Tannehill on this show and, you know, can he replicate what he did in the 2019 season? Well, a lot of that's going to be reliant upon Derrick Henry and the play that, you know, he, he counted for nearly 70% of the team's offense last year. Dalvin Cook obviously is in a similar boat. And, and when you weigh can the Vikings do this? Should they do this? I think you have to think about like, okay, how important is Derrick Henry to the overall health of the Titans offense and what they can do? How important is Dalvin Cook in, in the same vein with Minnesota? Do you value them the same? Is Should one you know be valued over the other? I think they're honestly very much on level playing field because they're not one you know, one-dimensional running backs. I mean, Derrick Henry was averaging over 11 yards per reception. And, I mean, not everybody's built like Derrick Henry. It's bowling ball. He's 6'3", right. 247. Like, you know, Dalvin's obviously smaller than that. I mean, the, the, the physicality and, like, the, the you know physical stature doesn't really mat- matter that much. But 
if you are going to get a massive payday as a running back, you have to be special. You have to be dynamic. And I think both of them are in their own respects. Um, so, I mean, yeah, if you're the Vikings, you're looking at this saying, maybe this is a template we want to use for Dalvin Cook, or, or maybe they just say, hey, we don't want to pay him. Like, maybe this has all been posturing. I guess we're going to find out here soon. Right. Two-part uh, question. Do you think, one, mm-hmm. that the Vikings will do this? And if you were in Rick Spielman's shoes, would you do it? I do think there will be something that gets done. Um, I know a lot of people are wondering, well, why didn't they get anything done with Anthony Harris? I mean, from my understanding, there were some talks there. Uh, and they just never really came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would make sense to want to lower his cap hit. And, you know, but Anthony's, Anthony is also 29 years old. So maybe they see it as a situation where they don't want to get a long-term deal because of his age, of, you know, where he's been at, um, and that they're going to just evaluate this on a one-year situation and then think beyond that. But in the case of Dalvin Cook, I do think that there is reason to pay him. Um, The $13 million figure, I mean, he is special, but can you trust that he's going to stay healthy? I mean, that's just like how they have to weigh this thing. Like knowing, okay, are you saying his injuries are behind him? That was the first three years of his career. We know he's going to be able to stay healthy. I don't know how you can hedge bets on that one. He had two injuries in the same leg with the ACL and the hamstring. And then the shoulder thing popped up last year and caused him to miss a couple games down the stretch in December. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, comes back to the question, do you trust Kirk Cousins to get this done without Dalvin Cook? And I don't think you can hedge your bets on that. So, I mean... I would pay him. If I'm Rick Spielman, I would absolutely try to get something done because I think he is so vital to your offense um, that it's just necessary. Like if you have a head coach and you have an offensive coordinator who see eye to eye on this whole thing, they want to run the football. Like it's not just going to change automatically. If you don't pay Dalvin Cook, okay, well maybe we're going to open things up for Kirk more. No, they want to change Kirk's launch points. They want to get him on the move. They want to set up play action. And yeah, you don't necessarily need the run to do that, but it certainly helps. And I think having Dalvin takes a lot of pressure off of Kirk Cousins. And this is a run first team. So you have to have a dynamic running back. Yeah, you can probably go running back by committee, but it's not going to be as good. Right. Like Alexander Madison's a very good running back, and they didn't just draft him as a backup. They drafted him to potentially replace Dalvin Cook, knowing that this could be an issue. And when contract negotiations came to the table, um, but I just don't think you're going to see the same approach. Like I, I don't, everybody wants to bring up, well, Gary Kubiak did this with Terrell Davis and, you know, Arian Foster and everything else. And he can, you know, turn water into wine. That's great and everything. But when you have a dynamic player like Dalvin Cook, you're in a far better situation than having to mold somebody into your zone based scheme. He does show up though, regardless, right? Because mm-hmm. I can't imagine I that he's to. not. Yeah. So, so th- the new agreement between the players and the league to me screws Cook because the one bit of of potential leverage that he uh, he was going to have previously was I'm not going to show up and you're screwed yeah. uh, b- because that presents a problem. But the yeah. new agreement now uh, mandates that he's there for day one of training camp or he or he becomes what instead of being unrestricted and free agency. I believe he's restricted, which is not a restricted free agent. And I think that the thing there, um, if he doesn't end up showing up for camp, you're fine. The fines go up 40 to $50,000 a day. And it's not like the team can just magically forget about it. Like, because, you know, in the past we've heard, you know, guys miss a whole month of training camp and like the fines that they accrue go, you know, they just go away magically. Like the teams kind of do a gentleman's agreement and they, forgive all that. Well, that, that's not the case anymore. And if you're making 1.3 million on your final rookie final year of your rookie deal, 
um, and you're fine 50 grand a day, 50 grand a day, like you're, that's a hefty, hefty price to pay unless you are convinced that you are going to get $13 million deal. That's going to be chump change. But nonetheless, what you're saying, Judd, is that, you know, if he, he's got to be there, I don't know if it has to be exactly on day one, but there's something to do with training camp and you won't accrue that year that you need towards free agency. So in 2021, you become a restricted free agent, which greatly impacts your earnings. Oh, so like I, I'm yeah. working on, you know, training camp previews. And my number one question is, will he show up? And I'm like, yeah, the holdout is not, he has no leverage. With so, that. so my question is then if, if you're the Vikings, do you say, sorry, dude, too bad. We, we know that you're going to show up. And if you show up, it's not like you're not going to try for us. Um, do do you, do you play that game of chicken in 2020? Now, if you do, he's almost certainly going to walk after, uh, this -hmm. coming year. But that being said, again, the dicey part of this entire conversation is, is we know that often the most impact that a back has Courtney is his rookie contract. And so it's almost a game of chicken that the Vikings can play here if they don't care about the player long term that much and and in and cooks really really good i get that but you know we always go back to he plays a position that unfortunately in this league right now is seen as being very disposable yeah i mean it sounds callous right like when oh it sounds like, terrible well, yeah suck it up and deal with it like you know we're going to draft a replacement you know i'm not of the camp i know there are a lot of people that are uh that say don't ever pay a running back Sure. Uh, it's not worth it. Um, when you're Christian McCaffrey, when you're Derrick Henry, and you account for the amount of offense and the amount of the offense that runs through you, mm-hmm. you deserve to be paid as such. Um, I think there has to be some sort of balance here. Would I pay him $13 million a year? Um, I think you try to get to that figure, but you're also, you know, you, you didn't make the move with Anthony Harris. Okay, so you have about $8 million in cap space by the time you get your um, – rookie class, the rest of them signed, sure. you have $8 million of cap space left to work with. So you can't tell me that you don't have enough money and you don't have enough financial leverage to do that. Like you certainly do. Um, but, you know, he, it's more, it's optics too, Judd. Like when you think about it, this guy is the face of the franchise. Right. This is a team that's going through a major identity shift. Here's my so question. Many of their defensive stalwarts like gone. Like Everson Griffin was the face of this team. Linville Joseph, Xavier Rhodes, those guys have been around forever. People knew them as like the face of the team. Right. I don't know that you can call Kirk Cousins the face of this team because he's never really taken on that this is my team leadership type role. He leads in a different way. Dalvin Cook, they have built community initiatives around him with Vikings table. He has been active here like He's, you know, he wants to be here, mm-hmm. like, you know, for, for a franchise that is trying to find its identity as it kind of moves through this like weird purgatory time. Like, I think you need that, like just from a community standpoint and from, you know, everything not X's and O's related, like take the coaches out of it. Like their, their opinion on this type of thing does not matter when I'm talking about what I'm talking about. It's a franchise wide type thing that you're looking at here. He is the franchise. So um, I think that helps sell tickets. I think that helps create an identity for this team. And so you got to look at it from that lens too. If he played more and had proven himself in the first three years to be durable, yeah. I would probably pay him. It scares me right now. It scares me because the one thing as we bring up the top of this list is that Christian McCaffrey plays. He just always plays. He's banged up. He plays. And Dalvin, it's not his fault. I'm not blaming Dalvin. But when you look at the games played as a young man still, 
it scares you because that ordinarily does not improve, right, for that position. So mm-hmm. so I get your point, and, and I'm sure all of this is being talked about by the Vikings. Um, the other thing that has to be factored into is this. I, I saw a story that came out on Thursday, and I'm sure it's true. Basically, because there's probably not going to be fans in the stands, the, mm-hmm. league, the league wants players to give back for 2020. Yeah. It looks like players, not surprisingly, are like, whoa, what are you talking about? You got all this TV cash. What are you talking about? And so that's where the the league is now threatening and saying, if you don't give us back what we want back, the salary cap of 2021 is going to go down drastically, which I do believe it, they it could w- happen anyway. Exactly. But that but again, that's my point. Do you extend cook out here? Because if the salary cap goes down as as much as the potential that I've seen. The Vikings are over the cap by a lot. Like there's problems here already. Uh, and that's w- without Cook being signed. So so just the pandemic atmosphere here and what the pandemic could do from a financial standpoint, to me, introduces an X factor where now a lot of contracts are going to come back and bite you in the butt. And do you yeah. want Dalvin Cook now to do the same thing? So so there there's some there's some weird things that are going to have to be factored in until we get definitive answers on them. No, I agree with you. I mean, it's a good point because there are a lot of people who will completely, you know, poo-poo the idea of the salary cap dropping next year. It is a very realistic possibility if there are no fans in the stands that it could go down I think Adam Schefter had estimated from people he spoke with anywhere from 30 to $80 million, you know, collectively next year um, and how that would affect teams in the short term. I mean, they have 10 years of labor peace and with the way that the CBA is kind of fixed um, some kinks and, you know, working out things with the salary cap, they can spread out some of that stuff over a couple of years. So they have that flexibility. I don't think it'll kill teams um, and have them needing to like just unload these contracts, but it is a concern, and I think that's kind of the reason we haven't seen anything get done to this point yet uh, with the Vikings and Dalvin Cook, that they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on, yeah. you know, beyond training camp. Like, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's not be short-sighted about this. Let's try to figure out what, you know, project out what's going on a year from now when they hit free agency in 2021. What does that look like? And, yeah, there were a lot of teams that signed mega deals this, this offseason, and even just in the last few days, you know, with Miles Garrett and Chris Jones, um, getting big time deals, you know, it might be smart to actually get those in the can now and then structure them in a way that would make it safe. Um, sure. You know, a lower number in yes. 2021, 22, things like that. But you got to understand why these things are not taking place for everybody. And especially a position like running back, people are going to constantly be scrutinizing that, wondering, you know, is it the best use of your money? Well, you have to, it's you got to take it on a case by case basis. Is your franchise so reliant on the run that they cannot be successful without it? I know the answer to that question for the Vikings. If that's the case, <laughs> you better pay your running back. If they pay him, I will say this: two things. One, you can't get hurt, and you can't control that, but he just can't. Uh, but two is if they pay him what he wants. You have to find ways to use this guy that go beyond how he's being used now. I, I yeah, think I agree. I, you've I got to agree. turn him into a multi-dimensional. We, we almost forget his position type of threat. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the good thing is it's a team that you know relies on a lot heavier personnel grouping. So you have the help with your tight ends. You have a fullback who's incredibly capable um, to help Dalvin kind of be at his best. So 
there's ways I think that we haven't even seen Dalvin cook get used yet. Um, and with Gary Kubiak as his offensive coordinator, I think it's kind of just the beginning. And so it's like, if you're a Vikings fan, you'd be really excited to see him with Gary calling the plays this year and see how, you know, a new offense, you know, an improved offensive line might actually benefit cook. And not that he needs the help necessarily, but, but it wouldn't it, hurt him. Yeah. Can't hurt. Yeah. Can't hurt. Do, do you think that, that with a, Stefanski gone to the Browns now. Do you think that the offensive play calling with Gary is going to change much? Because we we know that it was Gary's offensive template used, but Kevin called the plays. Do you expect things to change a bit as far as play calling? Well, I mean, Gary's an OG, right? Like, I mean, he's been doing this for a while. He I hasn't done it in a couple of years. But, like, Kevin was, you know, relatively, like, a new play caller. He had called... What was it? What's sixteen plus two? It's eighteen plus yep. three. He has twenty. He called twenty-one games yep. as an offensive coordinator. I think Gary's called like five times that, if not more. <laughs> sure. So, if you want to say that maybe Gary will kind of like take, you know, he won't have. I don't want to use the word training wheels, but like, I mean, think about what the team went through last year. Like weeks one through four looked vastly different from weeks nine through thirteen, just in terms of you know run to pass ratio and, and design run percentage, things like that. Um, and I think it was just kind of Kevin just like working out the kinks, flushing out, you know, what his identity was going to be, but also, you know, Gary doesn't have a Gary watching over Gary. So, I mean, he's, it's his show. He might, he might, you don't know. OG type of guys might do that. It it could just be like Gary. I can't really show you here. Like Gary on one shoulder and I'm like, (laughs) other Gary. No, don't do that. No, (laughs) no, it's Zim. Run, just run, damn it. But I want to throw. Yeah. I want Kirk to throw the ball. I, I bet like, I would say like, it's never going to be like an, a wildly like you know unconservative offense. I still think that it's going to look the right. same, same play call, same motions, formation shifts, things like that. But I think you'll see more um, more of it, just in terms of like Gary. It's Gary's it's Gary's call at the end of the day. Like yep. it's not Stefanski out there and kind of like maybe checking in with Gary. I'm not saying that he like said like Gary, can I call this? But like they were very much a collective unit. They really appreciated that last year but like gear this is gary's offense now and he gets you know the play calling privileges great stuff zolgad cronin declan the show is purple daily we appreciate you listening this holiday season peloton's got a gift for you get up to 200 off accessories with the purchase of a peloton bike bike plus or tread and take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells a heart rate monitor cycling shoes and more peloton motivation that moves you This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.